Hi, I'm Dr. Tamitha Scove, the space weather woman, and you are listening to audio from my video forecast. So when I reference something to look at or to watch, if you want to see it, just visit my YouTube channel or check it out at spaceweatherwoman.com. And now, here is your forecast. A finger-like coronal hole rotates in through the Earth's strike zone, sending us some fast solar wind. And some big flare players leave while some new ones enter. Those stories and more in the news this week. Space weather this week continues to be a bit on the mild side. As we take a look at our Earth-facing disk, most of the activity has been from region 34, 51, and 52. However, these regions have been rotating to the sun's far side, so we're not going to be seeing much more in terms of radio blackouts due to them. However, we do have a coronal hole that is going to be rotating into the Earth's strike zone here in the next 24 hours or so. It could give us some fast solar wind that could bump us up to storm levels and give us possibly some aurora at high latitudes, probably not too much down at mid latitudes. We're probably gonna see unsettled to active conditions there, but I'll talk more about that in a minute. But this is enough to be able to give us a little bit of a, a nice show at high latitudes for a little while. On top of that, we have region 3460. This region is beginning to really show some level of growth and is beginning to fire off some big solar flares. So we could be seeing uh, R1 to R2 level radio blackouts pick out up or pick up from that one. Also, region 3462 is one to watch. We're going to be keeping close eye on that one because that one is also growing quite rapidly. Now, we also have a couple other filaments on the disk, but though thus far, those regions have been pretty quiet. Now, switching to our heliospheric magnetic imager, you can see the regions here that we've been watching. 3451 and 52 have been pretty complex, but again, they're rotating to the sun's far side. On top of that region, 3460, you definitely see some magnetic complexity in that region, so we're keeping our eyes on it. And if you go beyond 3462 and look at the east limb, you really see a lot of activity growing and some definite chances for big solar flares from these far-sided regions that will be rotating into Earth view over the next probably three to four days. So we'll be taking care of that. Now switching to our solar storm conditions and aurora possibilities over the coming week. At high latitudes, we are anticipating that fast solar wind from that uh, coronal hole that's rotating in through the Earth's strike zone. At high latitudes, NOAA is expecting active conditions with up to about a 50% chance of a major storm. And this is easily going to continue throughout the 13th and start calming down on the 14th uh, when we get to about mostly calm, if not calm, conditions. So Aurora photographers, if you're at high latitudes, you definitely could get a show over these couple days before things settle down as we move into next week. Now, as we switch to our mid-latitude aurora possibilities, we are still expecting active conditions from that fast solar wind, but we're only expecting about 15% chance of minor storm conditions, and this will last through about the 13th before things really begin to calm down. We are expecting uh, things will calm down quite quickly. So aurora photographers, if you're at mid-latitudes, well, you can get a skosh of a chance around the 12th, but expect that things will be much more fleeting than they are at high latitudes. So only if you're dedicated should you chase. Now, switching into your solar flare and dayside radio blackout outlook over the coming week, we are sitting at about 164 solar flux right now. NOAA is anticipating that that's going to dip just a little bit uh, as region 34, 51, and 52 leave the Earth-facing disk, but expect because those new regions are gonna be rotating into Earth view over the next couple days, we will begin to see that solar flux rise again. This means we're gonna remain in good conditions for amateur radio propagation on Earth's dayside. How 
However, we are sitting at the moderate noise level. We will drop down to the minor noise level over uh, the 13th and 14th, but likely still continue in and around uh, moderate noise level, especially as we move into the early next week. And again, that's because we do have some growth in some of these new regions. NOAA is giving us about a 35% chance of um, uh, M-class flares. That's at the R1 to R2 level radio blackout, and even about a 5% chance of an R3 level radio blackout over the next day or so. We'll dip down a little bit, but then that chance once again will rise. So amateur radio operators and emergency responders expect to have, you know, the moderate chance of uh, R1 to R2 level radio blackouts and, you know, a bit of noise on the bands, but overall conditions should be pretty good. Now, as we switch to our radiation storm and polar aviation outlook over the coming week, everything is in the green. We are sitting at the D1 normal range. Uh, this is for you aviators at flight level 360. This is also the S0 quiet range, which means uh, for everyone else that we don't have much of a risk at all for uh, big radiation storms. In fact, NOAA's only giving us about a 5% chance of uh, risk over the next three days, and I'm extending that through the five-day. Really don't see any reason why we should be worried about having radiation storms. So if you are a frequent flyer, and this includes uh, high-risk passengers or, or prenatal passengers or even air crew, you're all in the clear, and it looks like things are gonna be smooth sailing throughout the week. For more details on this week's space weather, please check out my channel or see me at spaceweatherwoman.com.